Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. All right, thank you everyone for joining us today. We are so thankful to have Corey Ball joining us. And, uh, you, you know, I'm so thankful that what the Lord has put on his life, you know, what is going to be released here today. So if you guys can just go ahead and you guys can share below and just let everyone see, you know, what uh, God has placed in Corey's heart tonight. That would be wonderful. So, you know, me and him, we both went to the same school of the ramp school of ministry. We did have a few year gap. You know, I started going in about 2014. He came in 2018 and that's kind of how we got affiliated, but I've been seeing what God's been doing uh, through him, through, uh, you know, his social media, through, uh, through different things, what he's been, what God has really been pouring out through his ministry, through uh, his pastoral services. I can tell you, he is the real deal and God, he is moving so heavily with where Come he's on. at. You know, he is the founder of Corey Ball Ministries, uh, you know, and everywhere that I've seen, you know, just of the services, the videos that I've seen, you know, it always seems to be an outpouring where, uh, of the Holy Spirit, wherever he goes. And he is a pastor at Calvary, a youth pastor at Calvary Church. And what part of Florida, man? Inverness, Florida. Inverness. Yes, sir. That is yeah. so amazing. So guys, we are so glad to welcome Corey. Thank you for being here. And man, uh, what would you like to tell everybody that's watching, man? Uh, about yeah yeah so uh, my name is Corey uh Corey Ball uh you know there's a lot to tell you about <laughs> but uh I uh, founded uh, my evangelistic ministry um in 2018 formerly known as Impact Ministries uh, but I changed it to Corey Ball Ministries this different direction of where we're going um and then uh, also I became the youth pastor here at Calvary uh in 2020, right before the world shut down uh, uh, with COVID in March of 2020 is when I came here um, from the ramp. Like you said, my life was absolutely transformed at the ramp. Uh, one of my most profound encounters with God happened um, at the ramp. Uh, I'll share a bit of that really quick. It's um, my name uh, used to be Meshach. Uh, my name was formerly Meshach Gross. Um, I was adopted when I was young. Um, I was three months old when I was adopted. Um, but my original name was Meshach Gross. Uh, but when I was adopted, my parents changed my name to Corey Ball. Um, when I became Corey Ball, you know, I grew up. That's the name I was just familiar with. The only people that knew my name was Meshach, you know, was close family. And to be honest, I kind of forgot that my name was Meshach. Um, you know, I've just always been called Corey because, you know, that's legally my name. Um, and uh, so I kind of forgot about that. And then my senior year of high school, um, I felt the Lord really pulling my heart towards ministry. Um, just got out of a terrible season in my life. Did, you know, did the things I swore I'd never do. <laughs> um, you know, falling away, getting involved in uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, sexual sin, um, stuff of that nature. Things I never thought I would do because I've always been the Christian kid. I've always been, you know, the, the Bible kid, the, the church going kid, didn't miss youth group. I uh, love the Lord, man. Uh, but my senior year of high school, man, it just, I just derailed. Um, but towards the end of that, God started, you know, I got convicted, repented of my sin, uh, realized that, you know, I'm nothing uh, apart from him. Um, and the Lord really began to move on me, got my life, you know, back on track. Uh, 
heard about the ministry called The Ramp. I actually went to a winter ramp in 2015. Um, always was familiar with Karen Wheaton. Uh, she is a spiritual mother to me, uh, would come and sing for my grandfather. Uh, so always familiar with her. Um, you know, and I heard about the school they had and I, um, they were coming actually to Virginia at the time in 2018 to do like a, a ramp conference in Virginia and it was ramp Richmond. Uh, so I got my car, went up the road a little bit, uh, was fighting with the Lord, um, <laughs> wrestling with God, I would say, um, on the way up saying, you know, I feel you calling me to ministry, but at the same time, I'm terrified to move, you know, 10 hours away from home, everything that I had ever known as comfortable um, is being stripped from me. Um, so I was like, Lord, I don't know about it. I need a word. Um, you have to speak to me. You have to be clear. Um, and if you don't speak to me, I ain't going. Um, so that's what I told the Lord. Uh, night one of that conference, uh, absolutely nothing. I uh, did not get a word. Um, I pressed in, got my life right, you know, repented again, ran to the altar, um, expecting God to just, you know, give me a, a dramatic word right there. Didn't happen. Uh, day two, I went to the 10 a.m. service, didn't happen. Went to the 2 p.m. service, didn't happen. You know, I was like, Lord, are you skipping me? Like, what's happening? I'm pressing just as hard as everybody else. Everybody else is getting touched and slain in the spirit. God's moving, and I just feel like I am missing all of it. And I was like, if you don't give me this word, I am not going here. You know, kind of selfish prayer. Um, but he responded to it. I, you know, he, he is faithful, friend. I mean, he is so faithful. And it was that final night that a man by the name of Alex Nelson, he's a dear friend of mine, uh, jumped off the platform, ran to me, and uh, he said, Meshach, Meshach, stay in the furnace. I was overwhelmed. The glory of God fell out, woke up hours later, um, and you know, no one knew that that was my name except family. So it was a God moment for sure. The fact that he would jump out into a crowd of a thousand people and call me by my original name, uh, Meshach Gross, that no one knows. Um, to be honest, I even kind of forgot it was my name. And when he said that, it just like jarred memories. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, this, this is you. Uh, so that was my God moment. That is my God moment to this day. That is my story. That is my, you know, you can't, you just can't tell me that, that God doesn't exist, you know, um, and even to add so, to some depth of that, that's all right. Like, um, you know, you just you just can't tell me that God can. When you have moments like this, um, you, you just can't deny them. And I remember um, even before the ramp, all that, you know, coming into my family was supernatural. Um, when I was adopted, um, the adoption process, obviously, um, if anyone's familiar with the adoption process, you know, you need all your paperwork. If you don't have all your paperwork, it's going to be hard. Um, so my birth certificate went completely missing when I was a baby. No one could find my birth certificate anywhere. Um, so here I am in foster care and they need my birth certificate or I can't be adopted. Um, and um, they're trying to find it and all this chaos. And because um, there was a guy claiming to be my dad. So they had to find the, the birth certificate to see if he was my dad or not. Um, and it went completely missing. And meanwhile, I'm in foster care. I'm with my foster mom, who is my mom, who ended up adopting me. And um, they were believing God for a miracle uh, for the adoption. And my mom always jokes anyway. She's like, you know, if my if they came to me and said, you can't adopt this kid, she would have, you know, killed everybody and took me to Egypt. You know, she was not giving she was not giving me away. She fell in love with me. 
uh, so much, but she needed that birth certificate. So this is another supernatural story connected to my name. Uh, the woman that used to um, clean our church back home in Virginia, because I'm born and raised Virginia, um, her name was Brenda, and uh, her husband would buy these junk cars. And one day he was out, and he bought about three junk cars to fix them up and sell them at an auction. And he brought them home, and in the glove box of a random car, there was a birth certificate named Meshach Gross, and that was my original name. And she called my family and was like, isn't your baby's name Meshach? And they all freaked out. There was my birth certificate. So, you know, God's hand's always been on my life. God has been good to me. And, you know, I just give him all the glory where I'm at today, leading our ministries. Uh, you know, I travel, the, I travel the world preaching. I'm somewhere um, almost every other weekend uh, preaching the gospel, uh, believing for a generation to be set free, um, carrying the, the message that was put on the inside of me when I was at the ramp. Um, and I'm also the youth pastor here at Calvary. Uh, Inverness, Florida, and we are seeing God move. When we took over the youth group, it was, you know, um, maybe 20 some kids. And now, you know, we run around 100 or 100 plus every single week. Um, our youth conferences are between 300 to 400. Our camp was around 400, youth camp was 400 this year. So God, there's revival um, in, in the ministry that we're doing. Uh, we give God all the glory, not me. I jump off the platform, put him on the platform. Um, and God is good. We're seeing a generation set free, and I don't even think we've scratched the surface. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm a faith guy. Uh, it's, you know, I, I just—you can ridicule me, you can judge me for it, you can say whatever you want, but I'm a faith guy. Uh, I always want the more of God. I always—it doesn't mean I'm not, you know, grateful for what He's done, but I want the more. If there's more, I want it, um, and, and I'm so grateful for what He's done, but I, I still want more. Um, you know, one thing I live by in uh, John 1, Jesus has something really short. He says, come and see. It's all he says. It's right there, just in red right there. Come and see. And, you know, that's kind of the motto of how I live. It's just like, I want to be a person that says, come and see. I want people to see that he's alive. He's real. He's moving. You know, I talk to youth pastors all the time that, you know, they, they're giving up or they only have five kids and they just can't get over the hump or it just feels like the kids are not invested young people don't want to know jesus how do we reach our high schools you know they're glued to their phones and all this and my message and my response to this is super simple and i know a lot of people look at me weird like what what do you mean by this and i'll explain it's just come and see it's like come and like he's real he's alive just come and see and you just got to believe that to your core that jesus is who he says he is he is who he says he is. And when we're preaching, to, and you know, if, if you're a young, young pastor watching this or a youth pastor, you're believing to grow your youth group or grow what God has in your heart in ministry. You just got to believe that he's the God who can do anything and everything. But most importantly, he's the God who keeps his word. He is who he says he is. If, if he says we can do it, we can do it. If he says we can have it, we can have it. If he says we'll see it, we'll see it. And I believe that to my core. And I can testify that I've seen the hand of God move in my ministry. Like I said, I don't even, I don't even think we've scratched the surface uh, of where we're going. Not for me to be in the light, but for Christ to be lifted up. And, you know, I, I hunger for revival. I hunger, you know, and I love your heart for revival and for the supernatural and for God to move. Um, because I hunger for America, like your ministry, to be awakened. You know, I, I believe we've had, you know, there's some great ministries in the States. There's great organizations, great churches that are experiencing a move of God. They preach the gospel and truth and empowered and authority. Um, but I want to see, you know, America, like 
stadiums filled again in America. I want to see, and not, and not just, you know, for our concert and, you know, good music that makes us feel good. No, I want to see stadiums filled in America with the preaching of the gospel and with laying hands on people and the Holy Spirit moving and people being baptized in the spirit, the prophetic working and, and God just being glorified. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful. Hear me. I'm here. I've got, I'm, I've already started. <laughs> I'm grateful for what God's doing in America, you know, with movements, the music and the uh, worship. And, you know, there, if you really look at the Christian uh, realm of music, uh, you know, they are packing out stadiums. They are, selling out crowds but there's more you know i it, it's more than just a goosebump and a song you know and it's like oh it was a great song i love the performance no it's like be baptized in the holy ghost like i i want to see stadiums filled in america with people being transformed by the word of god um you know billy Graham. they has to now i heard uh i don't know if you're familiar with his name but tony suarez he's an evangelist um and tony suarez said uh there has to be another man or another woman that will take up the mantle of a Billy Graham and of a Benny Hinn and of these people that used to, you know, pack out stadiums, preach the gospel. And there has to be other people that burn uh, to see America uh, on fire and see America one uh, for the glory of Christ. And, uh, you know, that's me, man. I, I burn for it. I want to see Jesus lifted up in our nation. I want to see stadiums filled. I want to see churches overflowing. Uh, at the same time as I have a heart for the evangelist, you know, I have a heart uh, for a shepherd, too. I'm a local pastor. Uh, I want to see local churches busting out the seams uh, in revival and community and loving one another and growing deep in their foundation of what they believe. Um, you know, I want to see true discipleship sweep America, man. So when you ask what's in my heart, it's like I just want to see Jesus people, bro, Jesus people that are obsessed with getting more of him obsessed with knowing more about him obsessed with working through what he's given us through the, the gifts of the holy spirit people who are just obsessed with the things of christ uh, so that's my heart uh, that's our ministry's heart you know we travel and we see gener uh, you know we really have favor with young people right now um you know, uh, you kind of carry the stigmatism of when you're a young pastor you're automatically for the youth <laughs> you know you know what i'm talking about you know if you're like not 30 40 it's like you're automatically yeah you're, you're for the youth it's great you know so we have favor in the youth we do youth conferences youth camps um but at the same time you know god's grace just to speak into uh bodies in general entire bodies and we're seeing god use the ministry in a great way uh, people coming alive and you know and i believe we're living in an exciting time bro so it's such a such an honor to be on here with you such an honor to talk to you um, and such an honor to see where so where we're going. So, um, well, dude, we yeah. are definitely privileged, bro, to have you here. Yeah, like I I've been excited. I mean, uh, I'm just so thankful for this moment, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's three things. There mm -hmm. is one. I was listening to A.W. Tozer uh, the other night. Man, I could not go to sleep the other day. Like I was just like stirred up in my heart like you know um i've been attending this church called riverside church um here in clarksville and dutch sheets came and well i i went and then like i just kept getting more stirred and more stirred like i just couldn't i just could not sleep so i started listening to an audiobook by aw tozer you know it's the pursuit of god and something that you that i love that you said it was like i always just want to see the more like you know you, because this is what he said he said that 
you know, there a lot of the oftentimes in the church, you know, we can get so manufactured on how we do things and where people have been taught to just be content and just be satisfied with yeah, yeah, yeah. pursuing what God has. And so mm-hmm. it's like what you were, what you were saying, I was, it just, I kept feeling that back over again. It was just like what he was, when he said that it just, it, it stung in my heart. It was like, keep that pursuit of what God has given yeah. And then too, with, um, when you were saying, you know, there was that, there was that God moment where Alex, he came up to you and he was like, you know, he was like, stay in the furnace, like Meshach, stay in the furnace. You know, uh, there was that quote from Leonard Ravenhill where he said a man or he's a person with an experience with God is never at the mercy with someone with an argument. And man, so it's like the person that has that experience with God, he never yeah, has yeah. to bow their knee to someone that says, oh, well, what about this? Or what about this? And you're like, hey, I can't, an-. like, sometimes you have to say, I can't answer all your questions, but I know what God has done and what he is doing. Yeah. And, yeah. and man, I, so I love that. Like, man, those are two things that God has really been sticking my heart the last few days. And so when you said that, it was just kind of like, yes, come on, dude. Dude, and, so, uh, so, so true. It's yeah. it's so true and it's so needed. Well, I mean, like oh. we need an experience. Um, it's it, uh, I don't know. Reverend Melvin Sanchez is another evangelist friend. Um, he said something one time that that absolutely wrecked me too. And it was, you know, the devil is okay uh, with people just going to church. Yeah. And I, you know, I, at first I didn't hit right. I was like, no way. There is no way the enemy is okay with you just attending church. I was like, I disagree with what you just, that's false theology. That's wrong. Like he's trying to keep us out of the church. You're off, bro. Um, so I kind of like tuned him out after that. I was like, yeah, this guy's, you know, not legit. Um, but then, you know, I was like, well, my heart started turning. I was like, well, I want to see where he's going with this. He said, but then what the devil is not okay with is you getting to church and having an experience. And uh, he says, because when you have an experience, and he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, he was talking about, you know, God's presence just invading you. Um, he goes, when you have an experience, like you said, you can't deny it. It's like, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what you face, no matter who says what, when you have that experience for yourself, there is nothing, I mean, nothing that can make you think otherwise. Um, and uh, so after that, I really set because I begin to think, you know, there is, there's a lot, you know, I'm for the church. I love the church. Got a lot of friends in almost every denomination, but there's a lot of dead churches. There's a lot of dead churches where it's dry. They don't let the spirit move. You know, it's just, it's dry. And I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to be a Christian that's living a dry life. Yeah. I want to be drenched everywhere I'm going. Yeah. And uh, because, you know, when you're drenched, when you're, when you're soaking wet, it's hard to get grip of you. And I want to be a person that the devil can't get a grip of. I want to be drenched in God's glory and God's power and God's presence. So the enemy can't hold on to me any longer. Because yeah. um, through the power of Jesus and the word of Jesus, you know, we're overcomers um, by the word of our testimony. You know, we are overcomers and the blood of the lamb. So it's just, you know, God is good. So yes, it's all about encounter. Right? It's just, you have to have an experience. I yeah. mean, if we, if Christians would begin to burn for that, believers yeah. would begin to burn for an experience. I bet everything that God will answer it. Like God, like if you ask God to give you an experience, God will give you an experience. Like open your heart to encounter and watch what he does. Um, you know, I had there's my grandfather 
uh, growing up, bro, his name was Glenn Sturgill, um, the pastor of our home church. Man, he was a true prophet, man of God. Um, he was the type, he was the type of guy that you would get around. He was such a such a prophetic guy. Like he could tell you, you know, what you had for breakfast. You know, who your cousin, you know, your third cousin was, where you live, your street. I mean, he was ridiculous. God used him in such a powerful way. Um, and you know, he's went to be with the Lord, but I can remember just some of the stories of our, of our church and how our church got started and, and these testimonies of encounter. There was one time in our church that, um, they were, had a baptism service in Virginia in January. That's unheard of, um, in sixties and seventies, because, uh, back then they, you know, the baptismal pools really wasn't a thing. They would go out to the Creek and baptize you. Um, so everything with baptisms was always outside that so they would really do baptisms in the summertime, fall, spring, kind of stay away from baptisms in the winter because, you know, the water's too cold uh, or it's frozen over. Um, and uh, there was one time people got saved at a revival in January and they were asked, to, they were asking to be baptized. And my grandfather, uh, he was like, how are we going to baptize them, Lord? It's a snowstorm. The, the lake is frozen over. Like, how's this going to happen? And um, the Lord spoke to him and said, go out and lift your hand. And this is, dude, they have so many people that can testify to this, that are still alive to this day, that witness this with their own eyes. So we're talking about experience. We're talking about encounter. Um, told, the Lord told my papa to go out to the, to the uh, pond area where they baptize people and to, to pray over uh, the water. And he would, he would break the ice and it would be like a spring, like a hot spring. And he went out there and um, Reverend John, John Kilpatrick, uh, he uh, uh, sat under my papa and he would always ask to hear this story before he would preach for us because it just fired him up. Um, and they went out there for the baptism service and um, they, papa put his hand and said, you know, I believe what you told me to do, Lord. And he spoke to the water and it was like hot springs came up out of this little creek and the ice was completely melted. And those people got baptized in a jacuzzi, man. And it's just like, when you have moments like that, when you encounter God like that, it's like, we need that today. We need experiences that nobody can talk you out of, that no school can talk you out of, no professor, no teacher, no friend, no, no relationship. Like you seen the hand of God move in your life and nobody could talk you out of it. So that's my heart too. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for people to have God encounter moments that we can't shake, that we can't deny, and that we can only give them glory for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So real quick, I have a, I have a baptismal story that I want to share yeah, with yeah. You in a second. But before we do, I was wondering, I need to get my third thing. So dude, guys, you've heard his heart. You've heard what God's placed on him. Corey, how can people give into your ministry? Yeah. I want to attach the link above right after we go at, right after we get off. But how can people give? Yeah, CoreyBall.online slash give. All the information is right there for you. So. Yeah. yeah, guys, I'm telling you, you guys hear his heart. He is the real deal. He is good soil. Pour into him. I'm telling you, God works. God works and he moves and he always meets needs. I can tell you, Newly Awakened Ministries is always a, is also a financial it's a traveling ministry. And I can tell you finances are important when it goes to traveling, when it goes to reaching the lost it is pivotal. And I mean, and because this is where it's going to lead into the baptism story. Cause even uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had two rooms covered. We had a lot of the stay covered. Most of the food, we just needed like 
400 bucks to cover, you know, one more room and uh, just a few other items. And the Lord came through men. And it's like, because it, like, you know, we already had the majority of it. And, and, you know, thankfully, because of our partners, you know, there was stuff that was already taken care of. But, you know, there was just that little bit more. But, you know, God always comes through because it's not <laughs> it's not cheap doing ministry, especially when you travel a lot. Um, but you so guys, if you hear that, please give to Corey, give to what well, I'll go this way. The mirror is different. Uh, <laughs> you know, he is a great man of God. I'm telling you, you want to get in part of that. Um, so the baptism. So August 21st, so about two weeks ago, about a week and a half ago. We were up in Illinois, and after, you know, we had the service, man, I can tell you, it was a great outpouring, man. Um, I'm not going to try to go on too long. I want to stay here, you know, talk about what God's doing with you, but it was like right after the worship, God interrupted the worship, and yeah. then it like reset the stage where people were starting getting pressed in. Some people got aggravated or upset because of what was said, like what, what, what the Lord was saying, and some people left, but then other people pressed in and man god started outpouring and then the pastor of the church gets up gives an altar call people are getting saved i'm like look we had two people going to preach it's okay we might not even do that but it was like it worked out where it we did and the, like but the lord moved and so after that after all that happened you know the we we went and we had a baptism right afterwards and you know we you know we thought of you know there was going to be a handful of people getting baptized and there was but while we were getting baptized there was an old family member with their kids of someone in the church's congregation and they saw them they're like hey what's going on over here and they're like oh well we're our church is about to have a baptism and they're and they're like would you like to join and he was like yeah actually i would and this dude was running away from Lord. He used to be saved. He used to be living for God. And then um, after his brother died, he just kind of like went on his own way, just went off completely. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he just felt so compelled. Well, he starts weeping and crying about just even getting baptized. And he and he'd ask his kids like, hey, do you want to get baptized? So he has all those three sons over there. Well, he's weeping. He's crying. He goes up there. He gives it. He rededicates his heart to the Lord. Goes under the water. Comes back up and gets filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, like, come on, bro. Come and on. then after they see, after he sees that his three kids got come behind him, profess Christ as Lord, get baptized, come up, and like the whole family gets saved, dude. It's like just, just by people being there, willing to just reach out and to say, Whoa. like, man, like. You like a whole household got saved, baptized, and the father of the house got filled with the Holy Ghost. Like that just doesn't happen. Like well, it should happen all the time, but you know it doesn't happen every time I've seen. Every time I've gone, go, go, I've gone somewhere, but it was so awesome, man. And then one of my best friends, he went in the water, came up, and he's been praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for like two and a half years. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, God was just so evident in what he was doing i mean people were getting healed some people were getting delivered uh mm. people like i said they were getting saved filled with the holy ghost even before that but like he, you know that guy he started he he was running from god and then one moment he decides to give his life back over goes under comes up starts speaking in a heavenly language like dude i oh, mean mm. fire of god all over him but it was good so that's that was the baptism story so, man, if I can ask, what has God been laying on your heart lately? What has he been speaking to you, Corey? Um, yeah, man, I, I would honestly uh, continue to uh, 
stay in this this vein that um, we're in it because I believe that's what he's speaking to me. Um, excuse me. I believe that he, you know, is wanting us to want more. You know, I, I, I think that that is something that he loves too. You know, a lot of times that we talk about something we love, I believe it's something he loves. Yeah. Um, he loves the ones that want, that want to go a little bit deeper. He loves the ones that read a little bit longer. He loves the ones that pray a little bit longer. It's not that he doesn't, you know, he loves all of us, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. he loves it when we go a little bit deeper. So, you know, I just want to raise up a generation, you know, as a youth pastor, man, uh, I also want to insert this right here too, for anyone watching or, uh, youth ministry is not one, it's not a stepping stool, but two, it's, it's not a downgrade. You know, I, I think that a lot of people look at youth ministry as um, ministers, not, not the world. Uh, ministers look at youth ministry as it's less than. Um, it's not. Actually, I believe what God is looking for in youth ministry right now is people that will commit their lives to it. Um, like, like what we need are Karen Wheaton's, you know, we need people that will commit their lives to young people. It's like, as a, as a youth pastor, you know, like, of course, you know, I have dreams of ministry. I have dreams of what I want to do for the kingdom and what I would love to lead one day, of course. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm committed to being a youth pastor. Yeah. I am committed. Lord, if I'm a youth pastor for 20 years, glory be to God. You know, if I retire a youth pastor, glory be to God. Like I am committed to this. Um, and I believe, I don't know why the Lord just had me say that. It's just like those who are in youth ministry, those who are thinking about youth ministry, those who get fired up for youth ministry, please hear me right now. Don't get fired up for youth ministry just because you went to a conference and there was, you know, 30,000 people at the conference. You're like, youth ministry. No, you know, the rea reality of youth ministry, it's you and five kids. You need to be committed to youth ministry because God has called you to youth ministry. And if you're feeling the call, I don't know why I feel it's something prophetic uh, to youth ministry. Do it, jump in, but God's looking for people that will commit to it, not just think that it's just going to make them a senior pastor one day. No, commit to youth ministry. Uh, but as a youth pastor, I believe that, um, you know, I want to raise up a generation that, you know, want to go deeper and want to stay a little bit longer. That's what the Lord's speaking to me. The ones that want more, man, uh, like I want to lead in such a way that is, you know, when people look at my life, they can tell that there's there's something deeper. There's something like I, like I want people to look at my life and say, one, that, you know, I know the Lord, but two, like, you know, not to look like me. Um, but, you know, then the apostle Paul also says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So it's just like, I don't want to raise up little Corey's, but at the same time, I just want people to look at my life and say, you know, like if pastor Corey can tap into that, like, why can't I tap into that? Um, if Pastor Corey can believe God so much to be true, why can't I believe God to be true so much? Like, I want to raise a generation up that wants to go deeper, prays longer, reads longer, ask questions. You know, I think that's another thing I, I think the church needs to do better at, too, that the Lord's speaking with, is asking questions. You know, why we believe what we believe, um, you know, and, and just be confident in what we believe. Um, but mainly, man, just to go deeper. You know, there's always something deeper. You know, my... The psalm says, you know, the deep in me cries out for the deep place in God. Like, I, I want the deep place in God. My innermost being, my core of who I am, longs for the core of who he is. And um, so, like, that's what I want to see in a generation. Let's go deeper. Let's get the more of God. Let's never be, you know, we're great. We're grateful. We are grateful. 
We are grateful. We, uh, I want God to humble us because he resists the proud, which is favor to the humble. I want God to humble us 24-7. But listen to me. I'm grateful, but I'm not satisfied. Like, I'm grateful, but I'm not satisfied. Like, Lord, I give you glory and praise. We're nothing without you, but I want more. Like, you know, I'm grateful for 30 souls coming in the kingdom. But Lord, let's get 60. You know, it's just like, I am that guy. That's the evangelist in me, bro. Like, I am like, give me hundreds. I'm grateful for what I got, but I know there's more. And I just want to raise people up that um, that want to go deeper. Uh, so that's my heart. That's already speaking to me, bro, because I believe we have a lot of people that, you know, are staying like, you know, they're following the Lord and they're just, you know, riding it out, you know, and and, and, and God's called us to, to you know, you know, I, I a pastor friend of mine too uh, said something one time, it's like all gas, no brakes. It's like, we need people to be like, when we serve the Lord, man, it's all gas, bro. Like, like floor it, bro. Pedal to the metal, man. Like run after him with everything on the inside of you. And I, oh, like in my core, I believe God loves it. I know that if you read this book. If you know this book, those who seek him, what's it say? They find him. What does that mean to us? That means that he loves it when people chase after him. He loves it when you stay a little bit longer, read a little bit longer, pray a little bit longer, worship a little bit louder. Like he loves it, man. And I want to be a person that pleases God in everything that I do. Um, and I just want to be a person too that just, you know, respects God, gives God glory, gives God praise to do whatever he wants in, in our lives. And what I mean by respect God is like, I, that's why I want to go, that's why I want to go deeper. There's a level of honor and like, you know, I would reverence I have towards like, I, I God, teach me a little bit more, you know? Yeah. And I want to see that hit a generation, bro. Uh, the respect for the word, uh, respect for prayer, respect, respect for worship. Um, and just taking people deeper, man, deeper. Cause I think one of the, the highest respects we can give towards all those areas is going deeper, yeah. you know, is wanting the more, you know? Um, so I love it, man. I love chasing Jesus. I want to see a generation set up a blaze. I told you my vision. Oh, it's just like, you know, I want to, you know, youth conferences that reach thousands of people and, you know, God to be glorified. Um, so see the generation burn, bro. See a generation burn. Oh man. So, yeah. That is awesome, bro. And, you know, I had one of my friends, uh, he was a really good, he's, he's still a brother to me. He's a really great friend. His name is Luke Remington. He's a pastor out of uh, just South Atlanta as well. And um, I was listening to one of his messages, maybe it might've been about six weeks ago, but he was like, something that we need to do as a people is become more aware of who God is. Because when we become aware you start seeing him move and there it, it, it's just like yes because oh there because there was two things that god was telling me like whenever we're just bringing up in my spirit uh whenever you were talking about the first he was like become more aware it was like when we become more aware we are receiving the more because god is there and he's doing it. when we become more aware we're aligning ourselves with what he's doing and then the, another thing was whenever uh when dutch was when i was hearing dutch and he was talking about when he went to the toronto revival and he was saying that you know john and carol were there and they tried he, and they said that god was telling them keep it simple 
keep it simple. And all that they would do is start praying for people. And they would say, more, Lord, more, Lord. <laughs> and he would just say, keep it. He was like, keep it simple. More, Lord, more than they were saying for like 30 minutes. He was like, he was like, Carol was just having his hand open behind Dutch's sheet. Come on, bro. More, Lord, more, Lord. And he said, guess what? He started doing more. He's like, when you ask for the more of God, expect him to do the more. Yes. Um, it's, yes. Like, it's, so, it's like, you don't have to complicate it. It's like, you yes. don't have to complicate what God is wanting to do. And I love, I just posted it this afternoon, but it was something that Dutch said. It moved. Oh, he was like, we have, we're coming into a season where we don't have to be professionals about caring, you know, or like, or about, uh, we don't have to be professionals about what we're doing inside the building. He's like, what we need to do is ask him to come and then learn how to move out of the way. He's like, we want to see him move. We just need to get ourselves out of the way. And, and uh, I believe what was it? Uh, he was, he was sharing that testimony. Now you, I know you mentioned John Kilpatrick before he was the guy yeah, in yeah. Brownsville and uh, he was, he was a senior pastor, right? Mm-hmm. yes and he was he was sharing the testimony that he shared with them uh that whenever the brownsville revival broke out with steve hill on that father's day he said that you know he was that he was there and you know steve gave a great message and he was doing a whole bunch of stuff over in, in europe and he came back with this fresh fire fresh anointing and whenever mm-hmm. he came back steve said all right everyone it's like, if you want what's on my life and what God's given me, come up to the altar now. And John's just like, they're like, man, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? It's like, people are trying to eat. They got reservations. And he's, <laughs> and he was like, but the people started coming and people started getting hit with the Holy Spirit and people and the Holy Spirit starts touching people and they start going out. They start getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. They start, you know, speaking in new tongues. People are starting to get healed. People are starting to get delivered. So there's this stuff going on for hours. And he said that he said that John was just sitting there, just irritated. Like, man, it's like, he's like, why is this going on? Dude, it's crazy. Like I just, I just shared that same story uh, yeah. last Sunday. I was preaching in Knoxville. Shared the exact same story. I'm very familiar with that story. Yeah, and he said, yeah. he said, and when the Holy Spirit hit him, he's like, it wasn't that he was worshiping or he was pressing. Yeah. Him. He was like, he was like, he got hit when he was annoyed, <laughs> and he was like, the Lord was moving so powerful because you know Steve at that time when he gave the authority to conduct what was going on, Steve just moved out of the way. He was like, look, Lord, you come do whatever you want to do. Let's see what happens. Come on. <laughs> and God was moving. And from there, there on, I mean, if you know the revival court culture, if you know the moves of God, man, in the 90s, God really poured out. And uh, there's so many testimonies that came out of the Brownsville revival. Uh, and man, it's Dude, that whole, that whole time period. I mean, yeah. from Brownsville to Toronto to Carpenter's Home Church. I mean, it was all over the place. Uh, yeah. So God was moving definitely in that time. And, and yeah. why can't he do it again? Like, what, like, we need to believe, like, for God to touch another place with a true outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And that, that the nations flood to. I, I, oh, when I talk about Brownsville, man, I get fired up. I, <laughs> I, I love Brownsville. I love what God did there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny thing, like, even with, uh, with Brownsville, what, one thing that me and my wife did that we – we were like, we really wanted to go. So we kind of, we planned 
our second part of our honeymoon, the first part was in Nashville for two days and like five or six days we had it in Pensacola because we wanted to go see Brownsville for a service. Well, they didn't have a big service, but they had a little Bible, they had a little Bible study. And right after that, uh, and so we're like, well, you know, we'll go in there and, you know, me and my wife, we were like, at that time we were 21 and 22. Uh, it's been a few years ago. So we were 21, 22, and we just sat in. We were definitely the youngest people in there by a <laughs> Like everyone that was in that, in that in that study group was like, you know, late 50s to maybe 70. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the end, they they were like, so what, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, we just wanted to come see what God was, what was, what was, what he was doing, what he was still going on. And so they're like, okay, well, we want to pray for you. So some of the, so, so one of the leaders over the Bible study, they were, they just laid hands on us and just started praying. Come on, bro. I mean, like, okay, that's what you want to do, Lord. Let's go. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, bro. And so I, but like you said, just wanting the more of the Lord, just wanting more of his presence, just keep going after. It's like, it's tending that fire. Because yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. something that the Lord He laid on my heart, man. He was He had me share. Um, it, if anybody's listening, if they want to listen to the, that sermon, it's called it's on the Fuel the Flame podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever. But it's called the Fire and the Water of God. But He was showing me that you know the fire. The first part, He's like the fire meant, was meant to be stewarded, where the presence of God would come up to the guilt offering and start consuming yeah, yeah. the fire. But He gave it to the priests and the Levites for it to be tended to, for it to never go out, for it to never run out, man. So there's that thing where with our lives, we had to continually place the wood. And I know Pastor Micah, he would always say like, you know, from that verse of Proverbs, like, you know, where he's like, where there is no wood, the fire would go out. You know, it's not rocket science. But the thing is, what the Lord was showing me, he was like, with the fire and the wood, it's like, the only reason why the fire would go out if it was started to be ignored, if the fire was stopped being tended to. And so like, it was us, like, you know, we need to keep being hungry for what God is doing, for what God is saying. And so, yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. That That's awesome. Dude, I love it. I love it, man. I, just to see, like, just to see a generation, man, to truly burn young people, not just young, but, you know, all flesh, like, like Joel says, uh, you know, that's why we're, we're believing for God. I believe we will see. Um, I believe we'll see another great move of God. I believe there are, you know, in America today and in the world, definitely in the world, brother, there are moves of God happening. Um, I believe we're in one right here in Inverness, bro. Our church here at Calvary, man, we are exploding. Uh, we do, you know, three services. Uh, we're overflow, building a new church um, to pray for us, for all that to come in, man. We're believing so God is moving. God is evident. And, you know, also too, like with youth pastoring and raising up people, it's like, uh, there's a, a saying that, you know, you know, I got too much going on, you know, to pray or to really, you know, you know, give my life or to serve the Lord with young people when it comes to like sports. And even I've heard even parents say that, you know, they just got too much going on to really commit to all the youth stuff. It's just like, actually you have too much going on not to, you know, not to commit, not to pray. You know, and uh, so also for any parents that are watching this too, like the importance of youth group and getting your kids in church, bro, I can't stress it enough. It's like, I am so grateful for going to youth group and what youth group did to me growing up, you know, so like any, anybody that has kids and stuff, don't be that parent that lets your kid miss every week. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to them. I want to call you out right now. Don't be 
that mom and that dad that, you know, well, they, you know, they, they come to church with me on Sunday. No, they need a service for them. They need preached at. They need God moving in their services. They need to run to the altars for themselves. So get your kids to youth group, bro. It's so important. It's so crucial. Um, and, you know, I believe, I believe God, I believe we are going to see such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in youth ministry in this next season, just as a whole, you know, that I, that it's going to affect churches. Yeah. You know, there's a statistic that says, you know, thriving churches right now, thriving churches that are taking territory, that are growing, that are exploding at a high rate. They have good youth ministry. Mm-hmm. They have good kids church. They have people invested into the next generation. Statistics say those are the churches that are exploding and taking ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense when you have a church that's invested into the parents, but invested into the kids, they're invested into the entire family. When your four-year-old is getting filled with the spirit of God at kids church. And then your 14 year olds getting baptized by the spirit and youth ministry. And then mom and dad's getting baptized. It's amazing. Um, so I just would just, I just want to see a fresh wave of revival hit families, bro, from, from the top down to the bottom up, like Lord hit families with your spirit, with your fire. And, um, I believe God's doing it, bro. But yeah, man, I just wanted to, I just really wanted to share that too. It's just like, actually we have too much going on in our lives not to pray. Like that's so crucial. You don't have too much going on that you can't pray. You have too much going on that you can't afford to miss pray. Um, You know, prayer, you know, you know, we need, we need to pray. We need to worship. We need to chase after God. Um, You know, one of the, you know, one thing I found out to be true in my life, whenever I'm busy, whenever I'm stressed out, whenever I don't know what to do, one thing that always helps me is when I open this book and I just seek God's face. You're never too busy not to seek him. Um, so, yeah, I just want to, I don't know if that inspired me up. And I just heard that. It's like, I've heard that excuse so many times. I just got too much going on to really invest into everything that you guys are trying to get me to invest into. Actually, you have too much going on not to. Uh, yeah. So God is good, bro. And, and also just to like speak to you for a minute, like in what you're doing. It's just like, I believe like God is raising up the, you know, the evangelist too, you know, like, in such a way, like I believe what Tony uh, Suarez said, like, who are the next ones that are going to, you know, fill stadiums and, you know, churches and convention centers and like, win the lost people of America, you know, we're all the time, you know, I'm all about foreign missions and foreign evangelism, we're all the time talking about, you know, winning Africa and the nations of the world. But dude, why are we not talking about winning the streets of Chicago? Why are we not talking about winning Dallas and winning you know, Orlando and Tampa and New York City and the small towns and Cookville and Inverness. And like, why are we not burning for America the way some would burn for the nation? It's like, I believe, I just want to speak that over you. I believe God's going to grace your ministry. Um, I believe God's going to open doors for you that no man can shut and shut doors for you that no man can open. And um, I believe God's going to do things that are going to blow you away. And I just want to share a testimony with you you know, cause I kind of got to close this thing down a little bit earlier than most of the time. But, um, when I first started out, uh, you know, I've only been a pastor now for two years, but I started out as an evangelist four years ago when I really got launched as an evangelist. Um, I was young. I had a lot of people come against me and say, yeah, you shouldn't do this, but I had a word from God. Um, and I obeyed the word. And now four years later, looking back on it, it's like, <laughs> God, not not in a prideful way, but in a way that's just like I told y'all I had a word from God. 
And now, you know, I've even had leaders that I have admired and I still admire to this day that have come back to me and, you know, repented for, you know, saying that I shouldn't, you know, step out at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I stepped out, man, I just want to speak this to you, that the God that was so faithful to me is the God that's faithful to you. I remember doing my first event, man. Um, and like, I, I didn't know where the money was going to come from. We had hundreds of people come to my conference, speakers, venues, hotels, you know it, bro. It was, the bill was high. And people don't talk about this enough in ministry. We're afraid to talk about finances. I'm not afraid to talk about finances. <laughs> so it's just, I believe God might speak the need and God meets the need. Um, but I remember we needed a miracle and uh, God, God came through, man. People were getting healed, set free. Dude, to tell you, the prophetic that broke out in that meeting was bizarre. I mean, the words of knowledge that was happening was, would just blow you away. Um, and people are getting truly ministered to and truly delivered, having these, like we said at the beginning of this episode, these encounter moments that they can't shake. Um, and I remember getting to the end saying, God, we need a miracle financially. And, um, you know, the next day God came through. And when I say he came through, he came through a hundredfold. Like, I'm like, I'm telling you, we had more money than we knew what to do with. And God is good. And I believe the same God that has provided for me time and time again is the same God that will provide for you. Um, And I believe God's going to put people in your life, bro, that, you know, you have no connections to. It's just a God moment. And they're going to sow into your vision. They're going to sow into this ministry. And uh, God's going to take you from glory to glory. So I just speak that over your life, that same, you know, the grace that is just like that, that God that I've seen in my life. Lord, I just pray that it hits him. You know, just last week I was in Knoxville, Tennessee, and there was a random guy who doesn't know me from Adam came up to me and said, I'm going to give you a, a massive offering. Lord, I speak this to, to newly awakened ministries that people he don't even know God, people that he, they don't know him from Adam. They don't know who he is or where he's from, but they just feel and sense the presence of God on his life. And people just begin to sow into him, Lord, supernaturally, Lord, checks in the mail, online giving just random people that they run by in an airport or on the road, Lord, I'm just believing for supernatural giving and provision to hit this ministry, God, to meet every need, Lord, of the ministry, but also to meet every dream. God, we just pray that right now, Lord, that you're the God that meets our dreams. Hallelujah. And Lord, we just declare over him that the dreams of his heart are going to come to pass and everything he's believing for, God, you will supply the need. Lord, we just give you glory for that. We give you glory for this ministry. And we, like I said at the beginning too, I don't believe they've even scratched the surface, God, of what you've called them to do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, hallelujah, brother. God is good. I would love to connect with you in person yeah, and uh, get, get in the fire together. Yes, so um, I love it all to, to all who's watching. Jesus loves you. He's for you. He died for you on the cross. He would hate for you to click off this video and you don't have a relationship with him. And if you were to die today, hell would be your destination. But thank God that he died on a cross, got out of the grave, and made a way that we could be with him forever. So if you accept Jesus today, you can be saved and be with him forevermore. So if you're lost, call on Jesus. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent of your sin. Turn away and pick up your cross. In Jesus' name. I can't even get off a live stream without making a call for people to get born again, bro. That's just, just can't do it. So be born again. Call on Jesus, and he's faithful to hear you from heaven. Amen. Yes, sir. Well, it's awesome. It's awesome. Hey, thank you for being here. Is it okay? Come on, bro. 
Real quick, yeah. before we go, I just want to I just want to pray for you, bless you, man. Yes, Father, we God. thank you for Corey. God, I just thank you for just the things that you've placed on his heart. God, I just even thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I just thank you for the distribute. Uh, uh, the Lord showed me he's going to be distributing the word on your heart like never before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like he's going to be, He's. I just keep saying like, he's just going to be like handing out, handing out, handing it out. Like he's going to be showing you different things. I also believe that it could be like heavenly downloads and words for people. But I just feel like the Lord, he is showing you just even more like, like he's going to be giving you such a great mass of just the word um, that there, there's things that he's going to be releasing through your life, man. It's crazy. It's, it's going to be good. But father, we just thank you for Corey. God, I just thank you for yes, the fire God. that you put on his spirit. God, I just thank you for a fresh outpouring God. Like he said, just the more, the more, the more God, we will not stop contending for you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for just even in the youth, God, Lord, that the people would start being saved. God, I thank you for family salvations. God, family household salvations right now in Jesus' name in his community. God, I thank you for the for the kids mm -hmm. that have parents that are drug addicts. God, I thank you that they are being delivered and set free yes. right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that, uh, that that even the curse of alcoholism is being broken right now in Jesus' name. Father, God, I thank you, God, that you are speaking heavenly words, heavenly words. God, you are branding people with yes, heavenly names right now in Jesus' name. God, even in his community, even in, a, even in the people around him, God, I thank you for just what you're doing, the, the water that you're pouring out through the, through the ministry, through ministry, through the house, God. And Lord, I just even thank you, God, even for just the sweet family time that he has tonight. God, that you just come and just invaded with a sweet aroma of your presence like never before. So, Father, I thank you for just what you have and what you are doing, what you continue to do. And we thank you for all those that are watching, God. We just speak for healing and deliverance right now in Jesus' name. God, I just thank you for those that are watching just for wholeness to come into their body. God, I just thank you for even mental stability being done right now in Jesus' name. Yes, God, God yes. Thank you for what you are doing. Yes. And for what you're releasing, we just plead the blood of Jesus. And we just say that your blood is greater and that your blood is stronger yes, than anything God. that can try to oppose your name. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Amen. Right. Well, God bless you. Be good. Yes, well, you have a blessed night. Thank you, man. Yep. All right, bro. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.